This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And Maya Salami, Daniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. Alright, did it. We're doing it. We're making noise. I was making noises. Sipping whiskey. Making sipping noises. Balcone, uh, bal- yeah, balcones, uh, brimstone, brimstone whiskey. Thanks to Todd Texas. Holsey. Yeah, that's from Texas. Yeah. The Texas whiskey. And I will tell you what, it's pretty good whiskey. Pretty, pretty darn good. Pretty good. I, pretty good. I like it. Thank you, Todd. We appreciate it, Todd of the the Dirt Wasp podcast. Give there it a listen know. if you haven't listened to it yet. I believe you have a an episode out with him. I do. Recently. Oh yeah, I was gonna. I'm gonna plug that. I'm glad you said that. So plug in. I, now. I wish I knew. Uh, well, because I forgot to look what number oh. the podcast is. But um, yeah, you can look on there. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Christopher Hine, martial arts, the Ram, um, and oh, talk about uh, Ram. the concept of of a Ram, like like a sheepdog or a wolf or a right. or a sheep. Uh, we, it's we, episode fifty one. Fifty one. Fifty one. There you go. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so we're drinking uh, on that stuff and enjoying ourselves, and also talking about Aikido. So. Yep, doing it. This is an episode where we we I don't think we're a hundred percent sold on what we're doing yet. Yeah, I, we would just hit record, see what was going to happen. That's we have a couple ideas. Here, here, a bunch of stuff could come up, but uh, I, I, I want to talk about dogma. There we go. Then we're talking about talk dogma. About. So, uh, all right. So I think we're going to talk about dogma. I think that's a great, bit. a great thing because no, you're supposed to say we're talking about dogma. We're talking about dogma. That would right. set us in the that right. That would set yeah, us in the right. Get tone. you guys straightened right. out. <laughs> I feel, and I mean, yes, truth, because uh, dogma seems very important. Uh, to a lot of martial arts study. Sometimes the way you structure sentences, I don't know where the <laughs> hell you're going with the sentence. Like, not- dogma <laughs> seems very important, and, like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't know if I would say it's exactly important. And to a lot of students of the, I have been told IQ. that I take that I have a long like uh, it takes a long time for me to tell a story, and it's that whole thing right there. See, I'm not sure. I was going to say, I don't know if he knows where he's going with this. Oh, I see. All right. That's that's... true. That is, I believe, a lot of times that is the case where it's like, "Eh, this could go either way as I'm saying it. (laughs) And then I arrive at a destination and I'm like, that's where I chose to go with it. So you're feeling it out. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling it out. Mouthfeel. In this case, I do believe that the statement that I made has some merit (laughs) in that dogma seems to be. Important in a lot of martial arts, yes. Yeah, yes. man, yeah, it's it's true. interesting that it is. You know, like, uh, I mean, I kind of grew up thinking dogmatic things were bad. You know, I, I does it have does the word have a good connotation? Also, like, I think it's mostly a bad connotation. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it has. A Although, word. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. But I do think a lot of people really cling on to it. And, and I was thinking today about dogma and, and kind of like what it is. And I watched this uh, documentary several years back and it was on the making of tomahogany which is uh, the japanese steel that they make swords out of um make other things out of too but uh and basically it's a it's an old process to make steel and and really a a, a not a good process to make steel um there's lots of way better ways to make steel but it's a traditional method of making steel and um the traditional way they do it you know in japan every year they have this big ceremony and they make a giant giant cake of this steel um, and then it gets farmed out to all the different swordsmiths in Japan who make traditional style swords. And um, there's an elaborate ritual. I think it's a three-day ritual. And there's all these different things that have to happen. These prayers and some sake has to be poured on and all the stuff, you know. And and they were talking to a metallurgist uh, about it. And he was saying that, you know, in the old days, ceremony is what you had instead of science. And like kind of what he meant by that was saying that, you know, nowadays we understand why things happen and so, or we try to understand why things happen and we break that down into a systematic scientific approach as to how to create something. But if you don't have that, you just, you know, at one point, uh, one year when we made tomahogany, someone spilled a bunch of sake on the tomahogany and it came out better that year. And so we always then spill, spill sake on the tomahogany, you know, and, right. and th- this, this, you know, ritualistic ceremonial way of doing things is a way that when you're not really sure what's going right and what's going wrong, well, we just always do the same right. 
things, right. you know? And so weird things get mixed in there. So uh, looking at the definition of dogma, so there's a, a couple of things, and I think it kind of answers uh, some what you were saying, uh, asking about. So uh, definition A, 1A, something held as an established opinion, especially a definite authoritative tenet. Okay. But I think the... the uh, definition we use more often is a point of view or tenet put forth as authoritative without adequate grounds. Ah, okay. So I think that's when we're talking about dogma. That's sort of more where we're where right. we're, where we're we would from. be coming from it for the the sake of this podcast, maybe. But I think, and this is just kind of some free association stuff. But like we can talk about why this is. But I really feel like when I think of dogma as it applies to martial arts and traditions and stuff i think of the words tradition i think of the word ritual i think of ceremonies i think of like and those are all don't have a positive or negative connotation necessarily Mm -hmm. but they remind me a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like um you're doing something because that's how it's supposed to be that you know the authoritativeness of it is just you accept it at face value. There's no, you're not supposed to question why. Right. And I think that that, that is uh, a pillar, like like Josh was saying, that like it's a pillar of martial arts, at least a, a certain part of the martial arts world, is that that um, not questioning why, that this is tradition and this is how we do it. Yeah, no, I think... Uh... But, right, but it goes, uh, it's de- it's... So saying tradition... If you said it's tradition and why we do it, that's a thing, right? Like, it's tradition. That's why we do it, okay? Uh-huh. Dogma, I think, comes from a different place where it's like, it's it's even beyond tradition. We don't know why. I think, you know, when we're saying dogma, it's like, there's not even a, that, that thing where you could point to and say it's tradition. It's not even that. It's something else that we don't even know, and that's what makes it that's a that's a you good know. question I, yeah i mean i don't know but like can you separate tradition and dogma like i think that's a really good question i think we should talk about that because they could be intertwined or they could be separate things i could see how it's one of those square rectangle rectangle square things you know where yeah. it's like you know if it's dogmatic it is also part of a tradition but a tradition doesn't necessarily have to have dogma to it yeah um, when I say the word and what I was thinking about when making this is there's a lot of things in Aikido that we do um, because we do it and that's the only reason we do it yeah. and and we don't really know where that came from. And I think there are a lot of things. See, and that's what I would be saying where like, so that to me is beyond tradition, right? Like if if we did it and and someone said like, and you said, why do we do that? And someone said, well, it's tradition. That's the traditional way we do it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's a that's a, a that's, reason. That's, that's different, the reason, right? Yeah. That's tradition. different than why do we do this? That's different than even saying like, well, that's how we've always done it. You know what I'm saying? Hmm, but I mean, uh, yeah, I, right. I, I, because I, well, just doing something because that's how we do it, that's not tradition. You know what I'm saying? Because tradition has a. I mean, that a, is tradition, but, right? Like, well, no, because just tradition done it has way. a has a place. It has a a. a a reason, it, like the tradition has a reason that's beyond just like... Right, the dogma is its own reason is what you're saying. Right. Like, yeah, you could if you said something like, why do we do it? We always do it because of tradition. That just means, well, that's the way we've always done it and that's why we like doing it. But, it, it, but if you said just because, then that's a dogmatic. Right. Is that kind of the argument you're making? Yeah. That it's like... That it's something... Because that, that's again, right. It's some, right. It's something beyond, like, because... Tradition, we can at least you can at least you would think be able to track back to some point where it's like okay, there at some point there was a reason, and and we just kind of carried it carried it through. But I think in dogma, it's like well that reason gets lost somewhere, but no one cares about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think you're making a, a a valid distinction because the dogma there's like 
uh, it's just very authoritarian. It's like, because I said so. It's, yeah, you know it's kind I mean? of righteously indignant. You right. Know? Like, yeah. of course, that's the way it is. We could take it like um, like a kid asking a parent, why can't I run in the street? And the parent saying, because I said so. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the mm-hmm. only reason given versus because my mother taught me that I'm not supposed to go in the street and their mother taught them. Mm-hmm. There's an implication that like someone was smart along the way to realize that like there was a reason you don't run out in the street. But isn't that kind of the implication behind dogma too? I mean, like, when we use it in a really cynical way, like, you know, and Josh was reading the two definitions, like, you know, one of those definitions is like, well, we don't really know why, and but that's why we do it. But the other one is like, it comes from some authoritative figure. And so, you know, like God or my grandpa or whoever told me this is the way it is. And so that's the way it is. And I don't know why, but my grandpa was usually right. So must be right. And I think that's the, that's the switch though. And that's the, the thing. It's like at a certain point, if that... If you become so removed from the authoritative figure, yeah. from the authoritative part, then that's when you that's when it becomes like dogma in the negative sense, where it's like you no longer have any connection to that authoritative thing. So you're taking it on faith of this thing that you have no reason to to Right. And and, to, and and you're making the argument that, you know, tradition, we don't necessarily know that it's right. We just know we've done it forever and we want to do it because we've done it forever. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. There's tradition not, is its own reason for doing right. it. It's, it's not a rightness. It's just an is. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think I think dogma is probably the really right approach. So, you know, to me, and I don't mean to sound like a smart ass, but this is just this is just the way I look at things now. Like I've spent a fair amount of time trying to hit people with things and having people hit me with things. And through that process... You're, ta- you're not talking about actual physical things hitting you, just so people know, right? Or no, I'm talking you? about actual physical oh, things. Oh, actually, people are actually like, trying to hit you with... Yeah, like sticks, sticks and okay, okay, swords good. and okay. fists I and I thought you were being... Metaphorical. Metaphorical. No, no, I'm being literal. Like, (laughs) yeah, I've spent a lot of time. You're being literal, not literal. Hitting people with things and having people hit me with things. And um, through that process, it's like like the stuff kind of became illuminated. You know, like it's like I see why you do that thing, Mm -hmm. you know. And so like, you know, me looking at Aikido forms now, when I see the Aikido forms, I go, oh, that's why that's in the form. It makes sense, you know. and so it's like uh, when I teach the – I think the forms are, you know, 99% solid. I think it's really good information. Um, and and the experiences I've had back up that that's good information. And But yet there is other stuff attached to it that is dogmatic stuff that is not necessarily wrong but is also not universally right. And as a teacher, I have a real hard time sometimes being able to explain to someone why that's only right sometimes. And but but they probably should defer to that as opposed to not defer to that. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like there's dogmatic stuff that you uh, that it, it it is good and true and real stuff, and you don't want to throw it out, but. Y- it, you can't let it just be the overall, the the ultimate. Right. And so where do you, how do you balance the... Right. I mean, I think people run into, like, so I think dogma, like, shorthanding it as, like, a because I said so, essentially. Right. Like, so what you're saying is, like, you, you don't want to be the kind of teacher that is says because I said so. You want right. to give them a reason why. But in, sometimes the established dogma is... The, the rule is is right and it's it's going to be a lot to explain the why and yes. so it is easier to say because i said so yes and i think this is the thing that people run into all the time especially like i've heard people when when they're parenting it's like if, if you want to be the kind of parent that is explaining why and reasoning with your child and teaching them how to you know make choices for themselves like you can't always do that it's not always the time to sit down and have a conversation and go well here's why you can't run out into the street like, right you right, just need right, to right, say right. because <clears throat> i said so fucking stop you know right and so it's like i i get that that's how dogma develops if you're not careful if you don't have time to to sit down and explain why or the resources or the understanding then it's really easy to fall back on that you so, know and i can see why that's why it exists so let me read another uh, uh definition here that i think brings in some new stuff so 
Uh, so the lit- this is from, I don't know, vocabulary.com or something. The literal meaning of dogma in ancient Greek was something that seems true. These days, in English, dogma is more absolute. If you believe a cer- in a certain religion or philosophy, you believe in its dogma or core assumptions. If you believe that a cult... If you belong to a cult that believes that cu- cupcake consumption is the only true path, then you follow the cupcake dogma. Dogma, once adopted, is accepted without question. Go eat cupcakes. And I think that that last part there is like, once it's adopted, it's accepted without question. Right, right, right. And I think that's where the, the problems begin to come in, yeah. right? That it's like, there is this thing and it, it can be true, Um but you still need to to question it, right? You know, you still the the problem comes in when there's no like dogma to me because it's absolutely it means like there's no wiggle room to it, right? Right. right. Um, and we so know a, that's not the case. Like there's wiggle room into everything, right? Like, absolutely. It, the, it's gray, The world is gray, and so so dogma requires a relationship where there's one party on one end saying this is how it is, and the other party on the other other end is just saying yes of course right, i accept right. that without question and it requires both ends of that relationship in order for it to be a dogmat an accepted dogma right you know i was thinking today looking at some of the guys training uh, i was thinking about sport martial arts and what kind of happens in sport martial arts so you know a good coach in a sport martial art knows basically what the most efficient ways to do things are and what the inefficient ways to do things are. And and a good coach tries to steer you towards the efficient things. But steer you is the right word because if a coach gets a fighter who's like a, a super athlete and like can pull off stuff that no one else can pulls off, can pull off, and it works for them 99% of the time they're apt to kind of let them do that, right? right. You yeah, know, right. until yeah. it doesn't work anymore, and then we'll work on, we'll we'll figure something else. Out. Right, yeah. right, right. And 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 so like in a in a thing where you are fighting, and and the objective of the coach is to produce a successful fighter, then um, uh, that's a very reasonable thing to do. You know, is like, well, it would take more work to deprogram you out of this thing you're doing and it really doesn't seem to give you personally much trouble and sure you could be a more efficient fighter but um we just let you do this thing you know and and you see a lot of this too as fighters start to get older and they no longer have those amazing physical skills and you know they could have had a longer career than they had because they didn't really learn the efficient ways Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. um but so to me my assumption is most of my students are not going to be people who spend even the amount of time I spent um, getting beat around and and beating people around. So I I find it very unacceptable um, to uh, allow a lot of dogma to creep in without the students understanding why it is I'm telling them, you know, actually, I guess by that definition, not to allow any dogma in because I want the students to understand what it is because my job is to facilitate the information i'm not producing fighters mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. that's not to say someone couldn't come to want to be it well not an aikido but you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. some kind of serious use the stuff everyday kind of guy but um because that's not what i'm producing and it's like well you get away with it 90 percent of the time i feel like i need to explain why you wouldn't do that and and they need to know not just don't do it but why they wouldn't you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah so are you saying that that in the example that you're using, the fighter who does his own thing and it works for him generally, he's following his own dogma and that you're trying to explain or I don't understand. No, 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 no. What what I'm saying is for the from the coach's perspective, uh-huh. right? A coach will allow that mm-hmm. because it's more work to program him out of it and it works for him ninety percent of the time. But the coach's job is not to train a fighter to know an entirety of a system or to be an expert in all aspects of that context of fighting their job is to produce a successful fighter as a martial arts teacher my job's not to produce a successful fighter my job is to explain to students what it is they're doing Mm -hmm. and so i can't really allow like i can't just allow them to do something goofy right um, and, and at the same time, I can't just say, don't do that because I said, do you, you see yes, the, you I see the pickle? Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, even in those cases where, uh, it, the dogma would be the thing to do because it's easier. Sure. They, do I what mean, I said. There's a reason that, that there is dogma, right? I mean, um, it, it doesn't 
there is the downside to it is that it stifles learning essentially. Yes. In in a in a IQ, you know, in a martial arts setting, because and I think that's yes, and in this definition I read, you know, it's without question, right? You're accepting right. it without question. I think that's problematic. Yeah, because it, there should always be a there should always be questioning, you know. And so if you are doing something that you're accepting without question, I mean. In some ways, and we've talked about it before, you know, when you first start, that is how you should come to it, right? You have found an instructor that you believe in that, so you should sort of, um, at the beginning, especially because you don't even understand what questions to ask, you should just come into it without any questions and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at a certain point, there has to be, you have to take it beyond that. It has to be more than just, just dogma. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're saying that, like, you know, with any given teacher, the student should accept dogma because they know that, that teacher has ability. And so whatever that teacher says is correct. Right. Um, at least at first, right? Right, like, I right, mean, right. Yeah, a, I mean, I've said that before. Yeah. And I used to always say, you know, when you find a teacher you think's good, be willing to eat shit because, like, whatever they tell you is right. Yeah. And then later, after you're not with that teacher, you can assess that and decide if that was right or not. Um, and, you know my thing as as a teacher like you know i kind of look at martial arts as you know a semi scholastic endeavor endeavor you know what i mean yeah. like and so like it, because it has that academic nature to it my job is to explain the entirety of the field as far as the context that we're talking about in that system and so i have to be ready to do that um and at the same time it, it's 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 really hard it's hard to do that and um, explain every tiny thing to everyone as to why they would do it, you know? I think what we're talking about here is like a spectrum between question everything and question nothing. And obviously question everything can be very difficult because then you trust no one. You cannot place trust in anyone because you have to question everything that they tell you. And when they answer your questions, you have to question those answers. Right. And and so you can't and then get... you end up believing that the earth is flat. Right. Whatever. Well, I mean, that's the thing right. is you, you can't get anywhere. Right. You're constantly well, questioning everything. So, and, and the problem, and this is exactly what you're pointing out here is, mm -hmm. is a problem I think that happens a lot in martial arts circles is the only way out of that uh, constant questioning and trusting no one is to actually go do the work. Right. And the right. work right. is to put yourself in those contexts and actually experience them and that's why i led this with the you know like i spent a lot of time hitting people with sticks and people hitting me with sticks you know right. and it's like that is there's truth you can totally find truth in there but if you're not the person who's going to do that right which i assume most of my students aren't the people who are going to do that right how do i keep them from chasing their own tail and mm -hmm. and give them a complete perspective you know and so i think what we're seeing is like so so on the opposite side of that spectrum you have someone who questions nothing uh -huh. and assuming that someone has the right answers even if that person who questions nothing gets with a person who has answered all those questions and can't answer all those questions someone had to do the work to get the answer to the questions so like on one end you have you're questioning everything and you trust no one and so you have to get all the answers yourself or on the opposite end, you question nothing and the person who tells you everything had to have done that work for themselves. Right. And so, of course, we all exist somewhere in the middle, which is like you question some things and you also listen to some people. And so this is where you're at is going like, how much do I, you know, how much work do I do for them and how much work do I let them do for themselves? Right, right. That's exactly right. And, and especially in in an area where I know that do the work for yourselves is something that's not going to happen most of the time, you know, right. like it, most, most, you know, accountants don't need to go bash someone with a stick and don't really have interest in it other than academically, you know, they want to know what happens when people bash people with sticks. People. Yeah. But they're, but they're not going to go do it, you know? Right. Um, but it, you know, today I was thinking about it and I was thinking about like what, what it is that I'm trying to point out. And, and it's like, there's, um, you know, an area like a, you know, a, a landscape and in landscape, there's, um, safe places and perilous places, you know? So like, you know, there's cliffs and rocks and paths and all kinds of things. And, um, someone who gains a level of expertise in a field 
they know what that area looks like. They know what that landscape looks like. And they know where... They've mapped it out. Yeah, they've totally mapped it out. And so they can show you how to walk here and how to walk there. Now, when they show you that, if you don't actually know what the area looks like yourself, you're just following their footsteps. Now, sometimes the path might be 20 feet wide. And so they don't need to follow the exact foot pattern that you set out for them. Right. But sometimes it's a foot wide. And so if you don't follow the exact, you'd fall off a cliff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like... um. It, it really like it's hard because the illumination is getting into these situations. And a lot of times, you know, when I talk to people who want to talk about martial Aikido or tough guy Aikido, my answer to them is then just go do it. You know, like, I mean, like if that's what you really want, you're spending your time incorrectly. You know, like right. the, a lot of these martial Aikido guys want to talk about, you know, what really works and what doesn't, but then they don't want to go put in the work. And the work is someone beats you with something and you try to beat someone else with something. Right. And that's how you actually learn what the landscape looks like and know how much wiggle room you have. Then from that, you can draw an approximate map for other people to follow. And if they follow it, it's generally going to be right, but it's not perfect. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. lots of wiggle room you can't see. And so if you just blindly follow the dogma, there's a lot of stuff you're going to miss still, you know? Right. And it's funny because those people probably would say that they're not following dogma because they're coming up with their own answers. They're like, oh, well, but I'm being creative. This isn't anything that anyone else told me. This is something I came up with myself. And it's and, like, and the problem is, where did you get that answer? Yeah, it's informed by nothing. Right. And I think this is the thing is like, you know, going back to what you're saying at the beginning, where like nowadays we, we, we exist in a much more, or we have generally a much more scientific approach to things in our, in this world to where you can find, you know, you can do an experiment, gather data, and then draw a conclusion from that and keep repeating that process. And we're having to hopefully as a martial arts community move towards that rather than just listening to what somebody else said or following the dogma as it already exists right and and we're we're somewhere we've got kind of one foot in each world and it's very difficult because you have like we've talked about with like flat earther type people that like are independent thinkers but don't actually really know how to do the scientific method yet and they're kind of also still steeped in dogma right and i mean the problem with that is especially you know when you talk about flat earth like <clears throat> it's a it's a big subject yes. you know and so so yes. it's like uh you, you really do have to do all the little little tiny work that has nothing to do with you know knowing if the earth's flat or not um before you can find out if the earth is flat or not you know yeah 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 interesting so in that case it's uh the the dogma is probably the what just is what you want to go with and yeah, the earth is round yeah. <laughs> you said that in such a cool way. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, just go with the dog. The earth's round, you know? Well, no, there, I mean, so there is something to be said for like that as well. That of, of like, the dogma does exist for a reason. Like that it, that it came, you would assume and hope that it came from, from someplace. And the problem is for, for the most part, and in a lot of the martial arts, situations i think is that we just lost the connection to where it yes. came from over years and years and right. years and years right and so even if the dogma was uh completely valid we don't know because because the the people who did the work like you they're gone and so we're just believing this thing that um that we have no connection to anymore. Right. And it's like we have to rebuild that. Right, right, um, right. I mean, and it's interesting because, um, like, you would, like, a lot of the dogma, if you do rebuild it, you will see is correct. Yeah. Y you know, um, but you still have to do, y you have to be able to do the, the, the work if you want to grow it at all. Right. <laughs> So Chris has talked about this before that he, he's got this theory about um, superstitions that um, that all superstitions are there's a reason behind them you they're know good. that they're good um, so for example like a black cat crossing your path he he, he was telling me that, that he guesses that the reason why that's a bad luck thing is because you can't see a fucking black cat yeah and so I got you're a likely, black cat 
you're likely to trip over yeah, them. they trip you. They yeah. do all sorts of weird, crazy it's, stuff. It's, it's not a magic force in the universe. Right. It's a hard-to-see object running in right. your feet. And so I think this is a perfect example. Like, all superstitions are kind of, you know, if you are interacting with people that are actually really superstitious, it's dogmatic to them. It's just, it's bad. Don't do that. There's right. no reasoning. Right. It's just... Right bad luck you know right. seven years bad luck broke a mirror right right but i mean why because there's little pieces of glass, glass all over your house for seven years yes. you're pulling glass yeah. out of your feet yeah because you can't sweep it up and and those are perfectly those are good like those are right things like that is it's not great to break something break a mirror you know it's right like, having a black cat can be dangerous right like, those are things that why are is right. finding a penny good luck you got some more money right that's good luck right <laughs> so like i think that like like there is a function to the because I said so, you mm-hmm. know? But like Josh is saying, I think if we get too many generations away from the source yes. of the, the reasoning and no one else can tell you why, then we, we're we losing out. And we got to re-step it back and yes. go again, you know, yes. to yeah. find out for ourselves, like, why is it bad luck? And I, I think, black cat? and that's so that the black cat thing is a perfect example where it's like, if you're a superstitious person, then maybe you'd lose out on the joy of having a black cat as a pet because you're so afraid of it being bad luck but right. in reality having a black cat is a, a great pet and that's really fun except and at six o'clock in the morning right, when it's say. yelling and at it's you for yelling practice. and then running in your feet like a little douche white cats are better just saying you see them all the time <laughs> big the fat ones big you can't fat miss. one yeah <laughs> they're also lazy they don't now you guys much. have to post pictures of your cat so yeah, everyone true. can see <laughs> Um, but they, you know, so like, I think that, that that's the downside is you, you, you lose out on all this other, you know, like, I don't want to, you know, trash talk any religions or anything, but like, there are religions that say, you know, don't eat certain kinds of meat. Mm-hmm. And I'm, sh- I'm guessing at some point that, that was because those health kinds reasons of reasons, yeah. literal health reasons, like that was dangerous. So yeah. don't eat that. But nowadays, like that is a just an accepted tradition a dogma that nobody questions because that's a part of the religion and i you know totally respect that um but maybe those people are missing out on something because now eating that kind of meat isn't like we figured out how to keep it clean and it's not a health risk anymore you know what i mean and so it's like you kind of start to miss out on a piece of life if you accept without questioning and there's no tie to the original reasoning yeah I'm starting to wonder as we talk about it, maybe it's a Mr. Miyagi thing, you know, like Mr. Miyagi tells Daniel-san, you know, you karate do yes, you karate do no, you karate do so-so, squish like grape, you know? Um, and, and it's really it, you know, which which is like, if you want to just do the martial art, then just accept the dogma and, and do it. And then if you, uh, if you don't want to do that, then you've got to go all the way to the other side of the street which is to actually experience that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, you know, I think for everybody it's their own choice. There and, and there's no right or wrong there. It's whatever you want to do. And if you're really just interested in your teacher telling you this is how it is, do this, then then great. But like for the the growth of the martial arts world, like that's something else entirely. And if too many people are making the choice of dogma, then then you you lose out on a whole portion of why people are right. do what they do, right. you know. Right, and I mean, especially with you know, like to me, once I kind of had enough experiences that this stuff started to make sense to me, um, giant chunks of stuff I learned in Aikido just came into clear focus. You know, it's like, well, that's why we do that. You know, like it wasn't ambiguous anymore. And, and I really believe that, especially like this is the thing that irritates me when a lot of people want to hybridize the system because, like. If you hybridize the system, you're going to mess it up because you don't know what you're doing. Like uh, giant chunks of that system are in place for a reason. Like there's a good reason why that is. And so if you don't understand why it is you're changing that, don't don't change it. Right. Know? So you're basically saying that like because I think uh, someone on the opposite side would say, well, that's dogmatic, Chris, because you're saying don't uh, don't change the system. But I, I think what you're saying is that like because if someone only has a dogmatic learning of the system when they go to change it they haven't explored at all why so there's exactly no right. way to know how saying, to right. rebel against it i mean it. The, the the you don't know what, what you're rebelling, rebelling what he's against. saying is understand the system yes you know yes. And, and i think that's the thing it's like okay so the dogma can get you where you need to be yes but you're never gonna understand it like right. you're never gonna have a clear view of the thing that you're right doing. right that path of you know that dark path that you're you've been illustrated to walk it will work but um, your your understanding of what the field is uh, is right. not good. So if you just go helter-skelter changing things, then 
It's going to be You might bad. fall off a cliff. If I'm going to fall off a cliff. And, I mean, if that's what you want to do, then you need to fall off some cliffs. You know, if you want to know what the whole the whole map looks like, you're going to have to fall, gonna off, fall off some cliffs. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. It's just so, you know, it's like dogma is just, it's not good. That's what I, I feel like we're, you know, like... It's, it's, Didn't you just it, second ago say you just do the dogma? Well, no, look, so, right, because look, it's like, it is, you get, it, it, the, you get the result of it. But if you are interested in the, the greater thing, so like, look, the, the earth is flat. I'm not interested in understanding why the earth is flat, like, or the earth is round, like, you know? Right. Like, that's a bigger thing than I... So I can Doesn't accept, affect your daily life. I can accept the dogma, right? Because right. I don't have to. Um, but if I really were was interested in it, then I, I maybe wouldn't necessarily want to just understand. Right. As a scientist, you would want to know why the Earth is. And so, round if or I'm flat. interested, if I'm interested in a martial art, the dogma is only going to get me so far. Yeah. yeah. I think you're exactly. And right. then I have to. There's there's that next piece to it that if i only have come at it from understanding the dogma i'm i'm gonna be lost a little bit yeah yeah i mean there's there's no way around that what's the what's the aikido dogma what's the yeah i was gonna ask you about that like what kind of like specifically what would you put your finger on as like the most dogmatic parts of aikido it, it, it I wouldn't say that there's, you know, the dogma is right. Like, I mean, like, so what what are the, what are the dogmatic things about Aikido? Aikido is uh, not a martial art about fighting. Um, it's a martial art about using um, their their force against them. It's, I mean, they're the same kind of things as my tenants, really. Yeah. Um, like the, the party and that, and that is that in the the definition it did say tenants is right know, that's a definition but the thing is with with those things is to understand how that's happening is very important this is you know like what josh was saying you know if you get too far removed from understanding what something does you have to revisit it yes. to get reset and so the problem is the dogmatic stuff is all right like you know it's, it's basically 99 percent right the problem with it though is that you don't understand why it's right and so like it seems wrong you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's funny because um, thinking about like, obviously in the more traditional Aikido spheres, it's easy to see that like, well, that's just the way it is. You know, that kind of mentality of like, well, we just use it for, that's why we, that's Aikido. That's what we do. That's why is because we do. Um, but I've also seen the same attitude in like the martial side of Aikido type people, you know, that, that fancy themselves as like Aikido pioneers that are trying to make Aikido martial, like. I've seen the same kind of mentality because I think people just aren't interested or, or don't find it very um, worthwhile for whatever reason to talk about why. Because I've definitely multiple times like asked people, well, well, why? Like, why do you mm -hmm. believe that? Because they've, they've said tennis, which is fine to state. Like, I think Aikido is about sure. fighting or whatever. Right, right. Um, and, then, and then I would be like, well, can you explain why? Or what? And then they'd be like, oh, it's obvious just you know and they, they don't want to get into it right, it's like right. that's just the as why and how are very important yes and i think that people think that it's like oh it slows the conversation down and it's really obvious <laughs> like duh and it's like but if you're not able to explain why to demonstrate that you understand why then then you're no different than that's any right. of these other it's guys it's just dogmatic yes right yeah you know i i uh for years now i've been on this um like I don't know what you call these things, but like, so, uh, you know, I'm trying to suss out what the, the, the foundational rules of all martial arts are. Um, and like, you know, I think I've got quite a bit of it, uh, down, but, but it's like those, those pieces that I'm talking about should be demonstrable readily by anyone at any point, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, mathematical proofs of things or something where, where it's like, you know, Anyone could sit down and figure out why this is true. And then that, knowing that truth, builds to this next part. Right. And the this, experiments are repeatable. That's right. Uh, repeatable and build the the progressive. They build right. on top of each other. So so since we know this is true, then that means we'll know this is true. That means we know this is true. And 
um, right now, you know, because I don't have a really clear structure for that, I have a hard time as a teacher because I know what's right. And I don't have a clean way to explain to students why that's right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a really hard, it's a hard kind of thing to do. And so a dogmatic approach is often slightly tempting, even though I I hate that, you know? Yeah. Right. Just be like, do it. Quit quit doing that. Don't go down on your knee like that. That looks stupid. That's bad. (laughs) Don't do it anymore. There's a better way to do that. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, I mean, I think that's, it just it is what it is, and you just got to go with it. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. Especially as a teacher, I feel like there's there are just sometimes where it's like you're not even ready to understand why the why about it anyway. So I'm just gonna tell you, we do it this way. Go ahead and do it this way. Come come back at me a little later. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. My biggest problem is I always think I'm teaching me. Right. You know? Yes. And and most people don't quite have the <laughs> not their interest right, that right. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. To spend. And I mean, and that's 100% true. I mean, I think there are some people who are like, you know, the dogma is the might be enough. Right. Right. You know, because it lets me do what I want to do and it gives me something to believe. It's exactly right. And that's that's the thing, you know, like if you just want to go in that area and get water and you can follow the little dogmatic path, that's all you wanted. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. Make it make you make you happy. Yeah. Enjoy your. But. I think it's you have to understand that it's limiting also though. Yeah. You know, I mean I think and I think that's the big yeah. um the big thing about it is like it, it is it's good, it's fine. It is helpful in many ways. It's a shortcut that gets us to where we need to be. But it's also, you know, uh keeps us from possibly getting where we need to be in in a grander scheme, you know. Right. What's that Star Trek episode where there's like? Um, oh boy, we're about trip, to get some about to get trouble, some emails. Triple, triple trouble. Trouble with triples. <laughs> we're about to get some emails. No, <laughs> that's the only episode I know. There's one they're like they go to a society and it's like the computer does everything and they're like really free to just like mm. like live a luxurious life and like they're like oh the computer does that for us and it's like they don't actually because generations ago the the last people died is, off who knew is, how to do the computer and whatever this is the one with the aliens in the um the spaceship and they're real dumb and jordy laforge goes across and and helps them fix their spaceship that's what, not the one i was thinking of but it, that's also same kind of thing same okay. that one will do <laughs> yeah no no i'm just i'm thinking about this idea of like i think like kind of like i said before like you know on an individual level it doesn't matter if you want the dogmatic approach or not like there's there's no wrong answer but like in a on a community societal larger level, if there is um, not enough people who are in it, like actually thinking right. and innovating, if there's only the dogma, if there's then only the right. dogma, the problem, right. Right. then you have those Star Trek episodes right. where you know they're dying off because they don't know how to do anything because they're too reliant on the dogma. Right, right, right. right and right. so I think that's that know. is something that I hadn't thought about until just right now. Is that like at a certain point you could come to a and maybe we're close to that in in Aikido, where there it the, the, it just is the dogma. There isn't anything. Else. Yeah, and right. I, I think we're we're tragically close you to know? that. Quite um, honestly, yeah. And so it's like, and that's why there's so much problems with. And that's right. that's the reason that could be the reason that everyone's like, what is Aikido? How does it work? Because we don't. Because all we have is the dogma, right? Yeah. Right. And, so, and, and and that seems like it would be a snowball effect because the more people that you have that are steeped in dogma, the more they look at the people who are asking questions and working on stuff and going, why are you doing that? Oh, well, don't yeah. Don't you just I mean, accept this? Like, you're, you're, you look stupid. Why are you doing that? When why I are started, you questioning When things? I started talking about this stuff, I mean, I was called every name because of just that reason. You yeah. know, it's like, why aren't you just, just follow suit and, and eventually yeah. you'll have a school that's successful yeah. like all of us. Fall in line. Well, and especially, you know... Especially if people don't understand that all they have is dogma, right? Which could, which is probably the case a lot of times too, where people think they have more understanding than they do. Maybe, yeah, you know, where it's like I've heard all the dogma, so I know, and I and and I and I have drawn my own conclusions perhaps about that dogma. Um, and so. I think I, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think the way out of that for, for people in that situation is, 
you have to create proofs down, you know, the opposite of what Maya was saying that where, oh, you know, it's basically just like this. And people ask you why and you go, well, just because don't ask, you know, the opposite's true, which is, you know, like when I make a statement about something, I have a, a, a built down set of things I can talk about all the way down to a base root, you know, is why that would be true. And that's the way we find our way out, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. If people it want, if people even, even want it. Yeah. You know? I think, I mean, I think people do. I think there are like, you know, there are constantly influxes of people, unfortunately also outfluxes of people when they realize that they can't find it here. There are influxes of people that are like, hey, I want to find out about this. Like, right. let, let, let's learn about it. Let's, you know, asking lots of questions. And unfortunately, I think those people after a while leave because they, they can't find any answers and they are overwhelmed. Because there's not enough people. Because there's not enough people asking. answering questions. But I think... Asking. Yeah. I think it's not too late. I mean, yeah, I think we. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're over here I mean, doing our thing. Anyways, I, so. I mean, if you thought it was too late, we would be not be doing. I mean, well, we'd probably be doing it anyway. But yeah, I don't. Know. All right, I don't know if that was uh, useful to anyone or not. I wanted to talk about it, so uh, thanks for indulging me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hope we weren't too dogmatic on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is our podcast, so we can do whatever the heck we want. It doesn't really matter. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And then one day there's like one patron. Well, that person will get all the attention then. <laughs> Whatever you want, patron. <laughs> you tell us. What do you want? Three hours I, of jokes? I actually kind of really do like that, that like we're beholden to no one. It's really wonderful, yeah. actually. We yeah. just say whatever crass shit we want. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's stupid. And, yeah. It's our podcast. Uh, drink we can do whiskey. And, yeah. yeah. Say bad words. Say bad words. We haven't uh, said I, enough bad words. I mean, we? I feel like we kind of. You know, we really do though, because I I, you know, <laughs> I, I edit this, and uh, and I don't realize that we're cursing up a storm sometimes, and I'm like, oh, listen to us, just really cursing it up here. As but, long as it's all of us and not just me. Yeah. It's oh no, all it's, us. All it's all of us. us. Yeah, it's all of us. yeah. I. <laughs> it's 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 so weird because it's like I'm here hanging out with you guys, and you're my friends, and I just. You know, I talk yeah, like just, I would with my friends. Right. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm on a podcast, you yeah. know, saying, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. you know. Right. Maybe that's not, I don't know. This is what podcasts are made for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Radio waves, we got it. You got, there's rules. That's right. Seven words or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Podcast. This is underground. Yeah, that's Handed right. person that's to person. Right. <laughs> no one can. Person to yeah. person. This is, you, get this, the, you get this on your, uh, your cassette tape. <laughs> Has like you know, right? Like in, you know, the, in the mail, one. in the mail. Yeah, God, we should go old school. That'd like be that. awesome. Just, Boy, <laughs> we have a hard time getting listeners now. Could you imagine that? <laughs> That'd be great. Just every week, you get a tape in the mail. <laughs> get, get on the mail list, <laughs> and it would be great. We should make it so you get it, and then you have to send it to the next person. <laughs> so same tape, like, same tape. Yeah, so everyone's like one <laughs> week behind. <laughs> <laughs> or the guy at the end is like seven weeks or whatever behind because awesome. it has to go through all the. I'm just picturing <laughs> the one guy who gets the tapes and he's just got a giant stack of right. Them. He just yeah. hold. He yeah. hold he's he's the keeper of the tapes. Yep. <laughs> so if you are uh, one of our patrons and you want to keep the hold of our tapes, <laughs> let us know. We'll send you some tomorrow. When we tomorrow. go to cassette tapes. <laughs> when we go to cassette tapes. <laughs> if anyone has a tape player, I feel like we had something to. Plug. We did already. We did though. the plug the Dirt Wasp podcast. Uh, I, we were gonna plug uh, Chris's uh, patron for his personal patron. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's what account, it was. Uh, that he has. If you're into, uh, if you like martial arts, the Chris <laughs> Hine <laughs> method of Aikido. It's Aikido and. It's just, honestly, I mean, it's mostly it's Aikido, but it's just whatever stuff I do. Like, I'm going to put some of the I-33 stuff we're doing. I'm going to put some of that on there. And the stick stuff, uh, I'm putting a bunch of that up there. Uh, is it just under your name on Patreon? Yeah, Christopher yeah. So check that out if uh, you are at all interested in that. Um, yeah, so then, lots of videos. You yeah, do, like, a couple, crazy like, one video a week or something. Yeah, I try to. I've been bad. I'm going to actually, a, a bunch is coming I've out right now, bad. so it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, there's no like bottom limit, so like you can just. Oh yeah, it. you could. Yeah, a dollar I think is the bottom limit, but I mean, just because that's what Patreon what won't say, mess yeah, with. If yeah, you know, thirty-seven cents. I don't think Patreon. <laughs> Patreon will just tell you no. Yeah. So if you have a spare spare dollar per month, then you could check out Chris's yeah. stuff. Uh, okay, and then uh, let's go ahead and thank our patrons for this podcast, yes. whom we love. 
and uh, are so appreciative. Appreciative of. I can never tell when you're done with a sentence. <laughs> yeah, there's always it like a little hangs, bit of a like kind of um, hangs a little. Like you kind of like like places it. Our out there. patrons who <laughs> that's see we what I'm love. Doing, see what I'm doing is and I'm always leaving the door open just in case <laughs> you I your need mind? to get back in there. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> All right. Get back in there. In case you're saying something I don't there. agree with. I'm, I'm, can't, can't close me out. I'm, I'm picturing Josh like, like walking out of the room and then like poking his head back in the door. And That's then, exactly like, right. And That's coming exactly back right. in. I'm still here, guys. Just in case. Uh, don't forget about me. Don't forget. Yes. Right. Because you never know. This could be the last sentence I ever say. <laughs> I want to leave the door open. Thank you so much to the Dirt Wasp podcast. And for the whiskey. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Chris, Protector of Ducks, Comouth, yeah. Jay Mysterio, Nick White Belt Bullman, Brad V, Yero, You Suck the Christmas Poo Poo Madrona, <laughs> El Terrible, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben, Gold Gorilla Aldridge. Ooh. Ooh. You Tom- that last one. Do you have Gold yeah, Bear yeah, yeah. or Gold Gorilla last one? I have Gold Gorilla. Gold Gorilla. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, Ocon Ayrton, Marchin Chiss, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Franz Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Aceto, Matt Mumford, Jim Restomp the Groin. Wow. <laughs> Master Ken, Master Ken. Is that Master I Ken? It. I think that's Master Ken. Uh, Matt Riley, Grant <laughs> puts the O in OG template. Oh, dang. And Lenny okay. Acuna. Oh, yeah, because we were talking last time about how he's an, o- he's an OG. Right, it is true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is, he is the, one of the OGs. One of the OGs. Um... Oh man, I had something that was so good to say right now. I just totally blanked on it. So. Maybe if you just keep talking and then leave a long Yeah, leave the door open. Just... Leave the door open. In case you need to get back in there. Um, oh, uh, what I was going to say is if uh, anyone has any uh, questions, topic ideas, anything they'd like to talk about, blah, 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 they can always send it our way. We love to have um, questions come our way, things that. Uh, you would be interested in hearing us talk about. Otherwise, you're going to get more of this. Yeah, more just, of this dumb shit. Just saying. <laughs> we um, do actually, uh, we have a few uh, from uh, Nick Bullman. Mm-hmm. A couple we're going to do, okay. I think. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Well, anyway, so if that is you, if you're listening and you think, hey, I'd love to hear their take on whatever. It'd be, it'd be fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't. Anything. We're no. saying not even Aikido. So if you want to hear about, you know, our take on Star Trek, apparently, we can do that. Single barrel versus double barrel carbs. That's right. There you go. That's a car thing, right? Yeah. Um, I thought. I, all right. Anyway, you guys were talking about whiskey earlier, so I was like, "Is that a whiskey?" That's what thing? I thought at first. <laughs> that's what I thought at first. I was, and then I was like, "Double barrel." That that's weird. Uh, anyway, tip of the week. Uh, tip of the week is um, wh- where does dogma fit in your practice, mm. and um, and and maybe it serves a function. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to be dogmatic in telling you whether that's good or bad. So think for yourself. By saying that, she's clearly saying dogma's bad. I know. No, I'm really. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's a good. I think yeah, for everyone that that's a good thing. Always. I mean, we've said it. It seems to be the theme of this podcast. I think is like think for yourself, think for yourself, figure it out. Like you know, question, question where you are coming from, what you're getting, uh, how you're interacting with the the art. So, all right, guys, we will talk to okay. you next week. You can leave the door open, Josh.